Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. Tonight is such a day where God is going to do exceedingly abundantly above. Can you take a minute and start to tell God something? Tell him what you're believing him for. Come on, speak. Speak start now to say things about what you believe God to do today. Come and raise your voice and speak to God about what you believe him to do this evening. Come on. Speak to God. 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 Tell him what you're believing him for tonight. Tell him what you're believing him for tonight. I feel a spirit of expectance like never before. I feel answers to prayer in the name of Jesus. I feel solutions. I feel extraordinary grace pouring out on your life. In the name of Jesus.
There is nothing you can't do. I say there is nothing you can't do. God, tonight you're delivering somebody. Tonight you're uplifting somebody. Tonight you're strengthening somebody. Tonight you're healing somebody of an incurable disease. All pain is left here. All emotional pain is left here. All physical pain is left here. All manner of abnormal growths, they are left here. In fact, I feel God heal abnormal growths. Abnormal growths, whether they're in your pits, whether they're in your private area, whether they're in your children. Um, I see somebody with a, with a funny growth in your, in your, in your, just below your breast, God is healing you. Sipro robondo robo siva katalabaya. Sireba katalabare lelebo salaba. Sirebro kosalaba. Promotions come from neither east nor west, but they come from God, in whom there is no shadow of turning within. Somebody receives it tonight. You've been in the same place for so many years, but tonight God is taking you from one place into another place of glory in the name of Jesus. What eye has not seen, what ear has not heard, what has not entered into the hearts of men that he has prepared for them that love him. If you're tired of where you are, tonight is your time to move. Tonight is your day to move. Tonight is your moment to move. In the name of Jesus, there's a glory taking you from one place, taking you to another place. The peace that passes all understanding to guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Power of the Holy Ghost. Listen. Listen. <laughs> if you understand tonight, someone, praise God. And I've warned you, you'll understand later. Luke 19, verse 13. I want us to read from the 13th verse to the 23rd verse, if possible. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Tell somebody I don't fail. Tell him again, tell him I don't fail. I cannot fail. It's not in my nature to fail. Even if I try to fail, I don't. Say it. Say it. Tell somebody I'm a success. I am a success. I am a success. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 19 verse 13. The Bible says he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. Tell somebody, Occupy till I come. Turn to the other neighbor and tell him, occupy till I come. And the Bible says, 
But his citizens hated him and sent a message after him saying, we will not have this man to reign over us. And it came to pass that when he was returned, having received the kingdom, he commanded these servants to be called unto him to whom he had given the money that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. And then came the first man saying, Lord, thy pound has gained 10 pounds. And he said unto him, well, thou good servant, because thou hast been faithful in very little, have thou authority over 10 cities. Did you hear that? And the second man came and said, Lord, thy pound has gained five pounds. And he said, and likewise to him, be thou also over five cities. And the next verse says, and another came saying, Lord, behold, there is thy pound, which I have kept laid upon in a napkin. And he says, for I fear thee, because thou art an austere man, thou takest up that thou layest not down, and reapest that thou didst not sow. Give me the message. <laughs> so he says, to tell you the truth. I was a little afraid, and I know you have high standards, and you hate sloppiness, and you don't suffer fools gladly. And the next verse says, and he said unto him, you're right that I don't suffer fools gladly, and you acted the fool. Hallelujah. Why didn't you at least invest the money in what? Security, so that I would have gotten a little interest on it. And the next verse says, and then he said to those standing there, take the money from him and give it to the servant who doubled my stake. Give it to the servant who doubled my stake. Give it to the servant who doubled my stake. Give it to the servant, not the one who brought half of the stake. Give it to the servant who doubled my stake. Somebody say amen. amen. Say amen again. Amen. Say amen one more time. Amen. amen. The world that we're living in, the earth that we exist on, has Systems it works under. It has structures it works under. It has patterns it works under. It has a way it does its own things. Hallelujah. Whether a man is born again or not, that man cannot flow in the grace of God except by God giving it to him. Some people think that God only blesses the righteous. No. The Bible says he gives bread and Rain to the heathen also. Even people who are not born again, they have a grace to access certain things in God. Hallelujah. One time I was seated with a group of men that were leaders in different places of Africa. I was in a certain nation and we had gone for a conference, an official conference, and I was seated next to men which were leaders of different nations. And when I'm talking about leaders, they were like the leaders of the umbrella organizations in their different nations in Africa. There was Senegal, there was Cote d'Ivoire, there was Ghana, there was Nigeria. There was, everybody was there. Some were speaking French, others were speaking English, others were speaking Portuguese. You know, everybody was speaking from different understandings of things. And I remember very well, we opened up a conversation on that table of dinner. And we asked ourselves a question and said, is the church growing at the speed the world is? Is the world catching up with the church or is the church catching up with the world or is the church too far from the speed of the world or is the world too far from the speed of the church? Now, I don't want you to answer that question from, from a misinformed perspective and a delusion of faith. You know, we have people who have delusion of faith. Somebody falls sick, and then they say, I don't fall sick. I don't fall sick. And then they say it, and then they die. But they were confessing that I don't fall sick. You understand what I'm saying? 
There are three kinds of people who profess to be believers and functioning in the spirit of faith. That is why I tell people that there is a lot I have in my spirit to share pertaining the spirit of faith. I just feel I need God to give me the grace one day to articulate what I feel in the inside of me. To describe faith as a mystery. The mystery of faith. Hallelujah. Because it is a very wide thing. That's why when you read in the book of Hebrews, there are some which received promises, but they received not the promise. When you read in Hebrews 11, there are some which died in faith. They were believers, but they died. They had faith, but they died. Hallelujah. And yet the Bible says that the just shall live by faith. But these ones, they believed and they died in faith. And all these died in faith. They were believers, but they died in faith. It is possible to be a believer and then you die in what? Faith. Hebrews eleven thirteen. He says, and these all died in what? Faith. Not having received the promises, right? But having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. But there are some also in the same scripture which obtained promises but received not the promise. We are the third generational which received both the promises and the promise. Did you see that? In 39 says, and all these having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. The other ones before that I was talking about, the Bible tells you they died in faith. You understand? They received not the promises, but the Bible says, having seen them afar off, they were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims of the earth. But they received not the promises. They didn't receive the promises. You understand what I'm saying? They were believers, but they did not receive the promises. They were believers, but they died no more lives. Hallelujah. They died in faith. They died believing. Something in them did not work like it was supposed to work. Yet they were believers. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it's possible to be all cute and beautiful and born again. And confessing everything right, speaking everything right, doing everything right like you know how. And then you wake up one day and you die in faith. You receive not the promise. You see them afar. When they preach about health, you see it afar. When they preach about divine provision, you see it afar. When they preach about marriage, you see it afar. When they preach about ministry, you see it afar. You get persuaded. You embrace it. But then you don't receive it. You die in faith. Hallelujah. And I'm here to show you something very wonderful. Very, very amazing. When you look at how the world is... I was sharing with a, a group of people recently. And I told him, look. Look at how the world has adapted to the speed that it is right now. That even men which are not born again, they have invasions of spiritual source. They understand the spirit world. They have realized... That you don't have to have physical things to become a most successful person in the world. You don't need to have everything physical to be the most successful person in the world. They've understood that success begins from the spirit. The Bible says by faith we understand. We don't know. We understand. By faith we understand. Faith gives us an understanding that the worlds were framed by the word of God. And the things the Bible says that we see were not brought about by the things which do appear. That means the things which you see are not brought about by the things which do appear. Everything you see here began from somebody's spirit. As of whether the man who bought it or the man who made it or the man who is enjoying it. Regardless of wherever the faith began from. But it began from something not seen. Are you agreeable? 
there are many things in the other world that are not seen. And that is the beginning of the framing of the world. Hallelujah. The worlds. The worlds, plural. The worlds, plural. Meaning everybody's world. You see, you must understand this from context. From context. Let me give you the context. As in Israel, and I realized, Jews believe. Huh? Now, you must understand that Paul was a Jew. Right? Writing to Hebrews. Huh? Jews believe that if you kill one person who is a Jew, you've destroyed a world. Do you understand what I'm saying? They count everyone for a world. Do you see how they think? They believe that every man in this world, the latent power of your spirit is equal to the same energy, matter, and everything you need to exist in the system of something called the world. In other words, every one individual in the Jewish culture represents the world, one world. If you kill two Jews, you've killed? Answer me. If you kill three Jews, you've killed? So they look at everyone as a world. Now, from that perspective, Paul tells you, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed. He says, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed. Worlds framed. Worlds framed. Your world was created. My world was created. Her world was created. His world was created. His world is not my world, and my world is not her world, and our world is not your world, and your world is not his world, but we all are in the world. Of the kingdom of God. Are you hearing me? That means you can choose which kind of world you will have. Everybody in this world was created with the ability to frame your world. To create a certain world you want to have. To determine how you want to be. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's what they call liberty. That's what they call freedom in the spirit. Freedom to simply be what you want to be, how you want to be it, and whichever way you want to be it. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why he says, "Ah, okay, I'm not going to tell you how much life you're going to have. I'm not going to tell you how much death you're going to have. I've set life and death before you. Choose. You understand? The devil brings a report. God brings a report. He says, okay, I'm not going to tell you take this report or take that. He says, "Ah, uh-uh. whose report will you believe? You see what I'm saying? You see how God deals with you? It's how much are you willing? He told the disciples, occupy until I come. He didn't tell them how much to occupy. He just told them, you occupy. He gave them each one 10 pounds and told them, you occupy. In other words, he gave each one the same measure. <laughs> Hallelujah. He gave everyone the same what? Measure. And he told them, occupy until I come. In other words, take over till I return. I'm not going to limit you at how much you're going to take over. Somebody say Amen. So the worlds were framed by the word of God. The worlds were framed. When you learn to create your world, you realize that that's the beginning of creating solutions that are not visible necessarily, but have far-reaching consequences than many other things with which men have sweated blood to have and establish. When you understand what it means to create a world, 
the grace and wisdom that comes in your spirit because of that ability, it will work in you a quickening to do things that has taken men 20, 30, 40 years, 50 years to be in just a second. Those of you who read on the internet, Airbnb is the leading hotel business in the world. You understand? But they don't own a hotel. Uber is the biggest taxi company in the world. They don't own a car. There is a person who buys that car. Fuels it. Picks the person. Gets lost. Battery runs out. Puts into charge again. Calls. You understand? And then they deliver him. And then he makes a little back. And then Uber also hands off. But Uber doesn't own one car. Uber did not save any money on it. They just made a small application. And it works on your mobile phone. If I ask you, show me Uber's investment. You'll just show me the application. And how much did it take to make that application? IBM Watson now gives 90% of legal advice, while human beings give 70%. As in, it's 20% more accurate and precise than a normal lawyer. Now, people are saying, I am a lawyer. The use of education. You're starting to be a lawyer. <laughs> Somebody has made a system. You can ask it any case, and then it answers you, and it's 90% accurate, and normal human beings are 70% accurate. So it can give you solutions of what you took four years in university to study, plus that extra working year. At LDC, now Ugandan system, you know what I mean. Tell your neighbor, the world belongs to men which see the spiritual. Come on, tell them. Tell them again, the world belongs to men who see the spiritual. Christians are getting baptized by fire. Then they go back home and they're just full of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, but not occupied and occupying. There's a problem. Hallelujah. We're supposed to create the world of the best scientists. We're supposed to create the worlds of the best educationists. We're supposed to create the worlds of the best agriculturalists. We're supposed to create the worlds of the best media people. We're supposed to create the worlds of the most successful business people. We're supposed to create the worlds of the biggest consultants. We're supposed to create the worlds of the best doctors, the worlds of the best engineers, the worlds of the best pilots, the worlds of the best everything. For he says, for ye are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. There is a problem with the way the church sees these things. And our sons every day are feeling with the Holy Ghost and they are speaking in tongues, which is wonderful. You have received the pounds. Hallelujah. You have received the what? The pounds. Equal measure. The Bible says we've all been given the measure of faith. The measure of faith. In Peter says we have obtained like precious faith through the righteousness which is of God. Hallelujah. What is in you is the same faith in any man of God that has believed God today. We all receive the same payment. But you're not able. Hallelujah. We all receive the same what? But many brethren are not what? 
He says, for I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man the measure. He didn't say a measure. The measure of faith. The same faith inside you is the same faith in Benny Hinn. It is the same faith in any man of God in the world. It is the same faith in the most successful Christian in the world. It is the same faith. The only difference is that they are using it. You're not. And it's not that you don't want to use it. You just don't know how. I'm going to show you how. I'm going to show you how. I'm going to show you how. Praise God. Hallelujah. Exodus chapter 23. Begin from verse 25. The Bible says, And ye shall serve the Lord your God. Somebody say, I'm a servant of God. I serve God. He says, and you shall serve the Lord, your God. And what happens when you serve God? What shall he bless? He shall bless thy bread and thy what? Hallelujah. That's the first blessing. That's the first blessing. Your bread and the water. The revelation coming to your spirit and the operation of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. That's the beginning because it knows once your bread and water are cleansed and blessed. Now, let me explain something. The word therefore blessed is Barak, right? Amazingly, the literal word therefore blessing, yeah? The literal word therefore, he will bless you. He will, Barak, he will bless you. There's also a deeper meaning from the same root definition that defines how God understands blessing. And many people don't understand how God understands blessing. God does not say, when God tells you, I bless you, it doesn't mean he has given you something. Like many people think. <laughs> he says, I bless you with a car. It doesn't mean he has given you a car. You understand what I'm saying? In fact, the literal word for Barak also borrows the word, a deeper root word that is translated as congratulate with. You didn't get me, did you? To congratulate with. Let me explain what I mean. When God is blessing you in the spirit, he doesn't say, I bless you with a car. No. He says, I congratulate you with a car. When God wants to bless you with marriage, he doesn't say, I bless you with marriage. He says, I congratulate you with marriage. Do you understand what I'm saying? When God wants to bless you with a ministry, he congratulates you with ministry. When God wants to bless you with health, he congratulates you with health. In other words, the mind of the spirit does not have a place of, oh, the spirit quickeners. Let me explain this. When God thinks of something on your life, it has already taken place. Can we first agree to that level? You understand what I'm saying? I'll explain why. As a man thinketh, so is he. He even made you that way, that you don't become what you think. No, you are what you think. You get my point? That's how God created you. You don't become what you think. No, you are what you think. The thinking is not the process that makes you in that place. The thinking is the confirmation of who you already are. You think because you are. Because out of the abundance of the heart, so the mouth what? Speaketh. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the man thinketh. In his heart, so is he. He then says, so does he become. You don't become what you think. No, no, no. 
you are what you think. Praise God. You are what you think. You are what you think. You are what you think. Now, when you remember in Genesis when it says nothing they think shall be held away from them, nothing that they imagine to do shall be restrained from them. You know, at the moment they think, when they were building the Tower of Babel, you remember? He says that the Lord says, behold, these people is one and they have all one language and this they begin to do and now nothing they will be restrained from them, which they have imagined. The moment they imagine, it's already theirs. So, the moment God thinks to give you a house, you've already received it. Blessing is congratulations. <laughs> he says, for I know the thoughts that I have toward you. Some of you should get this. He says, for I know the thoughts that I have towards you. He says, thoughts to what? Of peace and not of what? And he says, thoughts to give you unexpected end. What do you expect? How do you expect to finish? That's how he's thinking. And if he's thinking what you're expecting, blessing is congratulation. Hey! Somebody say amen. amen. The moment God thinks... I think I need to give a house. Blessing is I congratulate you upon the house you have received. Why? Because I sought to give it. Do you understand what I'm saying? So when he says, I will bless their bread and water, he's not speaking of what will come on you as you progressively know him. No, he's speaking of what is already in you because you are a child of God. You have received Jesus Christ. In him you live, move and have your own being. And he dwells in the inside of you. That Christ may dwell in your house by faith. That Jesus which dwells in you is the full, whole, complete and perfect word of God. Are we together? So he says, I'll bless your water and I'll bless your bread. He's not blessing what is coming. Hallelujah. No, no, no. You remember when we were making the Lord's Prayer before we became born again? Give us this day our daily bread. And many Christians still make that prayer. Because many of them are more religious about scripture, not revelational. Listen, Jesus says, I am the bread. What did he say? I am the bread of life. Do you remember him saying that? Did he say that I'm the bread of life? What does the next verse say? Your fathers did eat money in the wilderness, and they are what? They are dead. Next verse says, this is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof, and not what? Not die. So he says, I'm the bread of it. He says, I'm the living bread which came down from heaven. He says, if any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I'll give him is my flesh, which I'll give for the life of the world. Jesus is your bread. You cannot say, give us this day our daily bread. When you have him, you have Jesus. Somebody say, I have Jesus. I have the bread of life. And it says, I, the bread, will never leave you. Nor forsake you. And that bread says, in him I eat complete. And that bread says, he is the fullness that filleth all things. And he has filled you. That you shall hunger no more. That you shall thirst no more. That's the mystery of faith. The mystery of faith is not what you expect God to give you the next day. The mystery of faith is the understanding that you have all things that pertain to life and godliness. The mystery of faith is the understanding that you have been, past tense, given all things that pertain to life and godliness. That you have been blessed 
with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. You have been. It's already done. So I have the bread. Tell your neighbor I have the bread. Tell somebody I have the bread of life. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. So he tells them in Exodus, I will bless your bread and water and I will take sickness away from the midst of this. Somebody say amen. I don't fall sick. So get it. I don't fall sick. It's not I can't. No, it's I don't. When you say the word don't, it means that there is a command in the spirit that can't allow you to. Hallelujah. And he says, there shall nothing cast their young. Hallelujah. Nothing shall cast their young. If you're a pastor, you'll not lose babes. People who sit under you, they'll be blessed. They can't fail to grow. It's a promise. If you're a parent, he's telling you, you're not going to have miscarriages. Either if you're here, and you've ever had a miscarriage. I want you, don't say it with your mouth. I don't want your neighbor to know you who you are. Gamba, bye, miscarriages. Bye-bye. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. Say amen. And he says, and there shall nothing cast their young, nor be barren in thy land. And he says, and the number of thy days. Woo! He says, I will fulfill. Tell somebody I'm living a long life. If you're annoying the devil, I'm worried for him. <laughs> because you're going to know him for a long time. Come on, somebody. This is the word of the Lord. And it is true. I'm going to live long. I choose to live long. Oh, even at 90, we shall be walking up straight like this. A hundred, we shall be walking up straight like this. No more bent backs of holding sticks and putting on glasses. No, tell your neighbor, that's not my portion. The longer I live, the brighter I shine. I am living to see my children, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren. In the name of Jesus, he will fulfill my days. On the earth, I refuse to die early. I say it, say it, say it, say it, say it, say it. I cannot die young. I cannot die young. I don't care what the devil says. I don't care what the doctors say. I don't care the nation I live. Whether I'm in a third world country, that is the country. I live in Zion. God promised that I will live long. Hallelujah. Those are things that should fill your imagination. The Bible says he's held in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on thee. Hallelujah. His mind is stayed. The word therefore stayed is imagined. They continuously imagine on your word. They imagine on who you are. They imagine on who they are. They imagine every moment you're waking up. You're imagining rich. You're imagining healthy. You're imagining blessed. You're imagining successful. You're imagining increasing every other day. Even if they chuck you, you imagine yourself more beautiful. Even if they chase you out of the house, you see yourself entering a mansion. Hey! The mind is stayed on the word. Hallelujah. Regardless of what you go through. Oh, there are things that can shake you. I've been there, but I've learned one thing. When you have the word of God, when you have the word of God, when you have the word of God in the inside of your spirit, hallelujah, somehow you flip out and say, no, 
this is not where I'm supposed to be. I refuse to fear. I refuse to think wrong. I refuse. I refuse. I refuse. Hallelujah. Sometimes I sit up at night and I just put myself in some scenarios. Some of you, you put yourself in the wrong scenario. You be there and you imagine that you are dead. They fired me, but I saw it. No. Don't say fire. Praise God. Don't say what? Even if when they fire you, see beyond the fire. Tell your neighbor, see beyond the fire. Your mind is stayed on him. It is, hey, hey, what does the word of God say? I don't care what I'm going through. What does the word of God say? Even if things are not working, or everything is taking you back, are you hearing me? Stay on the course. Are you hearing me? Keep thinking the right thoughts. Keep speaking the right thoughts. Because as you think, so are you. In other God puts you where you imagine yourself. And often I sent a tabula. If a man is going to be rich, they don't get lost. You can know. They say when they start walking. Are you hearing me? Praise God. When a woman is going to get married, they say when they start walking. They say when CEOs walk before they become CEOs. Tell your neighbor, create your world. If you don't know how rich people walk, if you don't know how rich people walk, for you say, me, I've never seen how rich people walk. Look at me very well. people look, look at me. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. If you want success, know how do success people act? You start to see how I live my life. <laughs> you can join the list too. <laughs> Praise God. The mind is stained on what he says. That is called spiritual warfare. When everything says opposite, but you still saying no. I know that my redeemer liveth. I know that I come out of this. I know that I come out of this. Even if sometimes sometimes things might hit you a little bit and then shake you a little balance. You get up. Are you hearing me? And then you start again and say, no, this is the whole. Praise the Lord. Somebody say amen. amen. Say amen again. I intend to live long. What about you? And I will not die of disease. I will not die of sickness. In the name of Jesus. Somebody said they are talking about me. 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 Next verse. And he says, I will send my fear before you. And he says, I will destroy all the people to whom thou shalt come. And I will make all thine enemies turn their backs on thee. And the next, he's telling them what will happen in Canaan. And I will send hornets before thee, which shall drive out the Hevite, the Canaanite, and the Hittite from before thee. And he continues to say, I will not drive. Now, here's where the problem is now. We're going to now fix. He says, I will not drive them out from before thee in one year, lest the land become desolate, 
and the beast of the field multiply against thee. The next verse says, but by little and little I will drive them out from before thee until thou be increased and inherit the land. Now there's a problem there. That's where the problem is. Let's go back to 29. It says, I have given you the land. You're going to take over everything you're going to occupy. You're going to take the cities and the country. Some of you are going to take 10 cities. Another is going to take 5 cities. Somebody is going to, going to get even the pounds from him and give them to the guy who doubled. Says that he can quadruple. When he comes to Exodus, he says, I have given you the pounds. Now, we become a bit personal here. He says, I will not drive them out, the enemies, from before thee in one year. Listen, the land become desolate and the beast of the field multiply against thee. In other words, he was saying, if I drive them out right now, the way you are, you're not able enough to withstand this land. The grass and wild animals will grow quicker than you. Who has ever heard of that? Do you understand what I'm saying? How can beasts grow and grass grow faster than human beings? This is a nation. There are tens of thousands. But God says the beasts will grow longer and quicker than them. Yet there are thousands, there are tens of thousands. But God still says no. Even in your tens of thousands, the beasts will override you. And they will multiply, the Bible says, against thee. Not, they just didn't say more. He just said against thee. Now, the next verse study, he says, by little and little, I will drive them out from before thee. You know, as you continue dealing with the enemies, because that is how much you increase and that is how much you inherit the land. So as to how much you increase and inherit is to the muchness he will drive out the enemies. Oh. Did you get it? As to how much you choose <laughs> to increase and as to how much you choose to inherit. He says that's how much I'll drive them out. You choose. In the New Testament. He didn't tell them, I'll drive them little by little. No, he told them, occupy until I come. You choose how much you want to occupy. Choose how much you want to increase. Oh, did you get what I just said? In the New Testament, he didn't say no. He knew beasts can't override the child of God. Because when you became born again, the beginning of your life was a victor. When you became born again, you are a victor. Are you hearing me, child of God? Now, here's the issue. In their days of Exodus, he could tell them, you choose. As far as you will increase and inherit, the more I'll give you. In other words, if they chose to say, let's produce 10 children, each one of us, God would give their enemies over quicker than if they chose to produce two children. You understand what I'm saying? It was their choice. In the New Testament, he even denies you the choice. He commands you, occupy until I come. I've given you the talent. I've given you the pounds. Now you go deal with it the way you want. Oh, I wish you understand what I'm saying. Some people have a very delusional understanding of the mystery of eternal life. They think, you know, in this life, I've heard even Christians say that nonsense. We are like these fingers. Where is it in the word of God? 
No, seriously, where is in the word of God? The Bible says that you've been given the measure of faith. All of us are what? Equal. But some men choose to multiply. And others say, ah, God, it's up to you. If you want me to have two, I'll have two. God, if you want me to have 20, who am I to say no? Let your will be done. The Bible says he has made known unto us the mystery of his will. We now know the mystery of his will. You cannot say, you remember when he was telling the barren woman? Isaiah 54 verse 1. He says, single barren woman, this was a barren woman. He says, thou that didst not bear, he says, break forth into singing and cry aloud. Thou that did not travail with child, for more are the children of the desolate. More are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. And the next verse says, enlarge. What does the next verse say? When you start singing and praising, the next thing you start to do is to what? Enlarge. Hallelujah. You enlarge your what? Your mindset. You enlarge your dreams. You enlarge your imagination. You enlarge your story. You enlarge your aspirations. You enlarge your inspirations. You enlarge your perspirations. He says, enlarge the place of thy tent and let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitation. He says, spare not. He says, lengthen the cords and strengthen the stacks. The more you dream. Hallelujah. I don't care how much money you have. Let the amount of money you have in your pocket not determine your tent. He was telling a barren woman to expand the tent. He wasn't telling a woman who was fertile at that particular point. No, he was telling a barren woman to expand her tent. A barren woman, desolate land to expand her tent. Sing while expanding. And she's expanding tents before the children come. Uh, did you get what I just said? She's ex oh, that is the generation of people who are going to walk on plots of land without money and they start asking for prices. How much is this? Mm, that's not expensive. Did you say it's only $2 million? Mm, that's very easy. Okay, how much is this car? You go to spear motors without a cent and then you oh! start googling expensive things. Now some of you your thumbnails are stuck on second-hand items. Thank you. Chinese products. Someone goes on the internet, cheapest Camry 2002. Oh, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I said I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Cheapest wedding dress. Cheapest. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. That's the problem with many. They are waiting to have children and then they expand tents. No. We don't expand tents when the children come. We expand tents because God has said, barren woman, the children you shall have shall be more than the woman which is married. Expand your tents. He says, do not spare. What does it mean not to spare? Don't feel sorry for you. I think um, I don't deserve this. I'm, I'm only a degree holder. How many degrees did Jesus need? 
what he needed he had. And the same is inside you. What is it called? Holy Ghost. The Bible says there is a spirit in man. Hallelujah. And the inspiration of the Lord giveth understanding. I have everything I need. Start saying very annoying things. Hallelujah. Stop saying things that are doable. Say things. Can you take a second and, and start to say a few crazy things? Ah. <laughs> One man of God told somebody, don't go to Fenero. He says, why? One time I was talking to Apostle Grace and he told me that he wants to take over the whole world. I said, that is cult. <laughs> Jesus told me to occupy until he comes. He didn't tell me only Africa. He didn't tell me only Uganda. He didn't tell me only East Africa. He didn't tell me East and Central. He didn't tell me Asia. No, he told me occupy for as far as your eyes can see. Tell your neighbor I'm not sorry for being a success. Tell him I'm not sorry for thinking super world. Not even first world. I received an audio from Benny. He was saying, there's something standing up in Uganda. It's going to be the next best I said, wow, wow, wow. Makalema roko ziba tele baye ko. Sira koli endoria baya. Sira kotele riko landori basa. He was saying it. He said it. I had it. Benny in, Benny in, Benny in, Benny in. He said, what's enough for Uganda, man? It's going to be the next move. The next successful nation. The most successful economically, spiritually. It's going to be the new, bigger than Nigeria. I said, oh, 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 oh. Tell somebody we got some. Tell somebody we got some. God gets an American who has seen it all and then he starts to envy you in a third world country driving on dusty roads and hitting potholes with a second hand Toyota. Tell your neighbor God is up to something. Answers to prayer. By the end of this year, you're not going to believe how Fanero is going to be looking. We know what to do. You see, some people have failed to understand the right way of waiting on God. Let me show you something I never want you to forget. Romans 8.22. Give me the message version. Give me the message version. Romans 8.22. The Bible says, all around us, we observe what? A pregnant creation. The difficult times of a pain throughout the world are simply birth pangs. But it's not only around us. The creation is not only pregnant. He says, the spirit of God. He says, it's within us too. The world is not uncomfortable only. Even inside us. There's something in there. He said, the spirit of God is arousing within us. He's, Ayala, who remanto. We are also feeling the bath bangs. 
And what does the next verse say? And the next verse says, these sterile and barren bodies of ours are yearning for full deliverance. Physical. And the next verse says, that is why waiting does not diminish us. Let me show you the right way to wait. It doesn't diminish us any more than waiting diminishes a pregnant woman. Are you hearing me? We are enlarged in the waiting. Oh, tell your neighbor, I am enlarged in the waiting. Tell them I'm enlarged in the waiting. And he says, we of course don't see what is enlarging us. And 25 says, but the longer we wait, the larger we become. And the more what? Joyful. And our what? Our expectancy continues. That's why you're excited. There's something inside. If a man doesn't have any of this thing, they'll just be looking at people like, why are these guys excited? Why are they shy? I worked one time in a hospital. Go in the world of women who are almost giving birth. Nainga, they are waiting. Mama, you can find us. Go! Joy unspeakable, full of glory. You're in that one room house, but inside there's something enlarging you. Let them give you a few months. Let them give you a few weeks. You're in that old second-hand car, but even you, you don't know what is stretching you. You're earning 300,000 a month. 400, 500, you're paying off a loan. You don't even know how to tithe. Because almost everything you earn goes. But then you close your eyes and throw it in there. But every morning you feel like there's something telling you, this is temporal. This is temporal. This is temporal. The longer, the more enlarged. The longer it delays, the more enlarged. That is why I see that some of you, the day you break forth, You're not going to produce one pound babies. You'll produce a child and they'll say, was this inside this small woman? Yes. Eye has not seen. Ear has not had. Has not entered the hearts of men. That which the Lord hath prepared for them. I waited for 10 years. And God bathed Fanero out. I'm entering a second phase of waiting. You're going to hear. You're going to hear. Somebody say amen. Have you ever been in a situation? You look at yourself and say, but no. Something inside me there tells me. I don't have its language. I also don't know what is enlarging me. I don't know what is making me walk this way. I don't know what is making me pray the way I'm praying. I also don't know why I come every Thursday. I don't know why I leave my children home and leave my husband. I don't know also. But there's something inside there tearing me like this. It is telling me something is about to change. The longer we wait, the larger we become. Says that when you give birth, that's why some of you are now in prophesying on your life. You are going to give birth. <laughs> it's going to come out once. But when it comes out, they'll think it has been around for 20 years. Because its tenacity, its glory, its power, 
its influence will not be compared to the time it came out. Raise your hands right now in the heavens. God is about to release something. Now, I want all of you to stand up. Because if you don't, I fear that some of you people are going to fall on you real bad. Put up your hands right now. I'm going to count to seven. And I want every man on this ground in consonance and agreement to say one word. I receive it. Have you heard? When I count up to seven, the moment I count seven, say I receive it. Listen. A certain power, a certain anointing, a certain glory is going to fall on your head. Ha! Some of you, they are going to carry you out of this ground. Are you ready? One. Two. Speaking tongues mean one. Three. has already started five six are you ready are you ready seven Down on the house. there it is 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 I want you to speak in other tongues and say Rebo Talaba. I receive it. There it is. Some of you nations are opening. We're not one, not two. Holy Spirit. Oh, 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 oh. Power of Where are they, my God? Whether they're in the back or the middle, whether they're in the sides or the alleys. I told you. I told you. Hey, it is your time. Listen, some of you, you've been hit for so long. You've been hit for so long. For so long. You've been hit from the world. But the Bible says nothing hit will not be uncovered right now in the name of Jesus Holy Spirit uncover the gifts uncover the glory uncover the anointing God is uncovering God is uncovering you for the world you. God uncovers you. Mama, mama, mama. Kings shall come to your rising. Gentiles shall come to your lights. God uncovers you. God uncovers you. There are people here. Your name has not been sounding. But by reason of the anointing, your name is going to sound. Kampala will hear you. Uganda will say your name. 
Asereba, Sireba, 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 I told you, receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive it in the name of Jesus. You're going to be discovered in the most weird places. You're going to be discovered. Thank you, Lord. The world was waiting for you. There are some people I see in the back there. Holy Spirit, face them for me. Listen, you can't be here anymore. You can't be here anymore. God is unwrapping you like a gift. Nations are opening to you. Favor, favor, favor. I hear the word notable signs, miracles, and wonders. Listen, there is somebody here. The miraculous is going to unveil you. You're not going to testify. People are going to testify. Holy Spirit. By the apostolic grace upon my life. I release that person. I release that person. Power. Professionals. Wherever you work. Whether you work in a bank or an insurance company or whatever it is, a business, whatever it is, I am speaking a special light to start shining on your head. It's going to open opportunities. It's going to bring men that you needed to look for. Listen, there is an anointing here falling on some people. And I assure you, people are going to start looking for you. Spirit of the Sovereign Lord. Spirit of the Sovereign Lord. Spirit of the Sovereign Lord. you out the word of God has called you out it is enough 
you just need to grow in faith and get a hold of it I don't need to call an individual out I could but the spirit tells me I don't need to any man who has understood this message has received their portion occupy 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 listen there are ministers here I remember on the 31st, remember the 31st when I preached the message of answered prayer. That day, three pastors started ministries out of that service. And their ministries have grown. One of them showed me a 300-seater from January. I know when God opens doors, if you're a minister and you're in this place, I want to pronounce on your spirit that uncommon doors are going to open for you. In the least expected places receive it receive it with meekness you're going to stand on pulpit some people have taken 20 years praying for these doors are going to open up on you and yes you will have the ability to deliver you will have enough for them in the name of Jesus now I want you to give the Lord a mighty, 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 mighty hand cup of praise. Somebody say this is my year. This is my time. In the name of Jesus. I hope to reap even where I have not sown. In the name of Jesus. Because Jesus is the seed. Tonight, Bananga, let me tell you. There are people whose lives have changed. Totally. How many of you have been healed while we were praying and before? Put up your hands straight and say, I was healed today. You came with a sickness and you were healed. My goodness. Put it up. <laughs> God is a healer. And when miracles like this are happening, other things are happening in your life too. And they are miracles. Somebody say miracles are mine. Miracles are mine. They are happening in my life. In the name of Jesus. Thank you Lord. Father we thank you. That tonight. Something has been released on our lives. People let me tell you. I feel so strongly in my spirit. That in the coming few years the most successful men on the face of the earth are listening to me right now. I feel it. Hey! I feel it. I feel it. Our leaders will win the political polls. Our businessmen will be the ones who will be on the edge. On the edge of everything. I believe it. Our people are going to be called the wisest people they've ever had. The anointing working in our lives is going to be extraordinary. They'll say they have a rare anointing. In fact, let me do this. I didn't plan to, but the Spirit of God tells me to. I want to release something on somebody spirit has instructed me. But I'm sorry for somebody who might not understand me now. You'll understand me later. 
Somebody pick that phone and it's for this young lady. Give it. Listen. There are people with rare kinds of anointings. Eh? They are rare. You understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? They are strangely rare. They are not seen everywhere. You understand? Like he can look at you, point at you, do something strange. And then things happen in your life. I just saw that anointing fall on somebody here. demonstration of spirit something not seen power of the Holy Ghost demons are going to flee power of the Holy Ghost you'll enter the presence of men and they'll literally start to shake because of what is upon you. They will not be able to look into your eyes because of what is upon you. They will not be able to stand near you for long because of what is upon you. Power of the Holy Ghost. I know who I'm talking about. Give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Come on, clap for Jesus. Clap. Even if I didn't call your name, say God. Proximity is not access. I take it. I take it. Hey! You're going to be surprised the kind of demonstration you're going to do. It's going to surprise you. You're going to be surprised the kind of demonstration you're going to do. Now listen, listen, if you're here and you're not born again and you want to be born again today, please come. Ask your immediate neighbor, are you born again? If they are not, encourage them and win that soul in just these five seconds. Come here if you're not born again. Come say, I want to receive Jesus. Oh, I'm expanding my territory. I'm expanding my tent. Hallelujah. I am not sparing. The world is mine. Hallelujah. Come here if you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Now, you who are here, put up your hands. I want you to say, Lord Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus. I believe in my heart that you died and rose again. I confess with my mouth that you are the true Son of God who shed his blood for me. Tonight, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I'm born again. Power of the Holy Ghost. 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 Power.
The message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 041-466-4291 or email us at fenerocompala at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.fenero.org. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at Uma Multipurpose Hall from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Fenero. Make manifest.